0: We are all beings of bliss. To experience that, bliss is our natural state. But once the self that is blissful misidentifies itself with the physical organism and with the ego image, the ego complex, we could say. Then it loses its bliss. It starts to get worried. It starts to be filled with fear, anxiety, desire, defense mechanisms against all of that, etc. And the bliss is lost, and then it becomes simply a myth, or it becomes something we yearn for very seriously, but we don't know how to reach it because the one trying to reach it is itself the obstacle to it. So if you ever bought a new car and uh, soon after you drive it off of the lot it gets dented. And suddenly this new car that felt very heavenly that made you feel wonderful because you bought the car you really wanted and everything was perfect. The first dent takes all of that away. And then there's nostalgia for The pre dent period. Right. So all of us are living with that. We go from an I to an identity. The I gets dented. And once we have an identity, then we are filled with sense of hurt, because when you're dented, you're hurt. And you don't feel perfect, you feel defective, you feel used and even abused. And so most of us are riding around in these vehicles, these car bodies, creating karma, and feeling more and more abused and more hurt and more like we're lost and don't even know why we're in the car or where we're going or what this whole journey is all about. And as long as we're in the car, we can't figure it out. As long as we're identified with the car, we can't get out of the car. And so, Sri Ramana, who is one of our inspirations in Sat Yoga, always says that the first question has to be, who am I? And to realize that the I is not the body, and it's not the mind, and it's not the ego, and it's not the self-image, and it's not any of the things that you have attached yourself to in order to anchor yourself in an identity. And that's all that we have to do, is to let go of that and to abide in the Self, to rest in the I prior to the dent. And it's really very simple to do. It's our natural state, just to be silent, to be present. Meditation doesn't mean doing anything, it's not difficult. We don't have to figure out equations of higher mathematics while we're sitting here. We don't have to solve the world's political or economic problems. We don't have to to solve any problems except the problem that our mind won't stop trying to solve problems. And to stop the mind, we have to disidentify from the mind. The problem is we have learned to use the mind to defend ourselves against the unbearable dents that we carry in our unconscious mind the unbearable hurts, the unbearable knowledge. And so we keep the mind shattering to stay a little bit above the waterline from falling into the black hole of the shadow of unresolved issues in the unconscious. And we can either take the long road and purify the whole unconscious until there's nothing left in it, or we can take a quick immediate route of surrendering to God, to the Supreme Self that is the I before there was ever any dent, before there was ever any identification with the body. That I, the original I, the eternal I, the Supreme Self, is always present above, beyond this flow of time and space in the eternal presence. It's not above in a physical sense, like look up there, you'll see it. It's above in a, a sense of frequency, of subtlety. It encompasses, it surrounds, it permeates the physical plane, but you are not in it, you are not of it. You are the substratum in which the dream of this world appears, but you do not appear in it. It's only when you misidentify the consciousness that is the self with the body that you're in the dream... And then suddenly the dream becomes a nightmare. By extricating consciousness from its stuckness in the bodily misidentification, you are free instantly. But this ego complex doesn't want to let go. It holds on with all of its strength. And this is why the surrender of one's consciousness to God is so important. However, if there isn't a faith in the Supreme I, in the God Self, then curiosity and questioning can make up for that and is sufficient. And so Sri Ramana would often tell people that the mantra to use, if you can't simply abide in the silent presence and then feel the rush of bliss come up, in a very natural way then use the mantra of I or yo or je or ich or aham or whatever is your mother tongue and that feels most comfortable to you but use the word signifier for I and then say the word to yourself in your mind and then go to what that I means to you what it really means to you and sit in it and be the I Not the mind processing some philosophical essay about that, but be it. Simply be present as the self. And then as the mind starts to wander again, say the word I again. And as many times as you need to say it, use the word I to return to the center of silence and presence. That's all you have to do. It's the easiest mantra. You never have to Worry about forgetting it, because I is always right there in one's thoughts. Nearly every sentence begins with the word I. So when you see a sentence appearing and there is the I or the me in it, use that word to say, but wait a minute, who am I? And return to the source of I before it was dented by its experiences and conditionings in this life. And when you realize you're not the body, and the body was just part of the illusion that had to go through its life history in order to resolve issues that were created through a prior identification, and that there is a thread, sutra, sutratma we call it, from one life to another that caused this life to appear the way it is, You won't keep asking questions of why, why did this happen to me, you know, and all of those kinds of uh, questions that are pointless and have no answer and create just more maya. And no matter what answer you get, it doesn't resolve the pain of it. But once you simply realize that it's not who you are, the pain is gone, and it's replaced by that original and eternal presence that is blissful. There's nothing you have to do to get there except rest in peace. And the problem is that rest in peace signifies death to the ego. It signifies the thing that the ego mind is most terrified of because even though it's been hurt in life and often living is unbearable to it, death is even more so. And so the ego is in this limbo state where it can't fully live, it can't fully die. And it can't choose either path, and so it oscillates. And so it is necessary to rest, just as you do in deep sleep, to rest in presence without the fear of the death of your identity. And know that in that peacefulness there is release, and it will be eternal release, if you allow it, into a vast state of presence, in which the fear of death will be completely dissolved and the fear of life. And then this world becomes a heaven.